What actions are you taking to make your people stronger? Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast as Josh and Chad revisit our conversation from last week. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. How you like that intro, brother? I, I thought it was fantastic personally. I'm going to say I think it was fantastic because I'm not listening to this podcast with my headphones or AirPods or any of that stuff on. So everybody else right now is going like, what in the heck was that? Because you just blew out their eardrums. See, but, I think they're like, Chad just woke us up. We're ready now. We're going to get stronger. <laughs> That's probably We're right. We're here for it. We're back today in the Stronger Business Studio. It's just me and my co-host, Josh. We're going to talk about some things going on in our business and decisions we're making around management and layers of management. Can a tag team on last week's episode with Dr. Natasha Ganim and continue to explore some of the things that she recommended from an implementation standpoint and some of the pros and cons that we've experienced on some trial and error items in the cleaning company and other things we got going on on a business level of building leaders and managers, doing it too fast or too slow or the right people or the wrong people and all the different aspects. And this is the interesting thing about today's episode is you and I are at somewhat agree and disagree with a lot of different components to this because I see the number side and then you see the people side of it and the big picture of what you're trying to grow and invest in. And I'm like, my God, Josh, our management payroll is way too high. The percentage payroll for management, you can't survive with this. And you're like, we're investing in the future. We're investing in being a Timmy in our company. So it's interesting of that running a business fundamentally from a financial standpoint versus running a business on the management side of what you do in the day-to-day of growing something that's going to be an awesome long-term strategy of building a five and ten million dollar revenue company so i want to talk a little bit about that today of what goes on in your mind when you're building different layers of management inside the company versus balancing what's going on in my mind where i'm like dude, we can't afford any more management payroll. We're at X percentage of payroll and the numbers start to not make sense or we're going backwards to go forward. Did I, did I tell you I just hired somebody new? You're joking. We'll I hope you're joking. We'll talk about it Are you serious? It's got I the raw ball ratios. Serious. It's going to be great for us. Your favorite thing to do is like hire people. That's I like, like to hire people, yeah. It's like your answer to all the problems. Just yeah. go spend some money. So you know what? You know what could fix this? <laughs> Another staff member. Let's get some money. And by the way, we talked about this a lot on the last episode. We kept saying manager. I hate that word. You don't like manager? No, I hate it. What do you want to call it? Leader. Leader. Yes. All right, leader, not manager. No leader. managers. No manager. I don't manage just seems so status quo to me. All right. It's like, oh yeah, if we want to do everything the same way, we'll just manage. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. You want to lead. I need a leader, man. See, that's the that's the difference right there. Yeah. I just want somebody to freaking manage. See, I'm not paying. I don't any. need you to lead. I don't need you to grow. Just go manage. Chad, I'm not. I'm not paying Let's managers. Let's just quit falling apart. I'm not paying managers. I'm investing in leaders. It's totally different. What we're doing it sounds more expensive. <laughs> I can't pay a manager less than I pay a leader. Oh, it does, and it is. Um, hey, so all right, that's a good question as far as in those. We're talking about things like there is both. You, you got to focus, obviously, on what your revenue is doing and what your expenses, your income, right? You can't just go out and be like, I got a great team, right? You haven't sold anything. We had the best leadership team to ever go bankrupt in the entire world. <laughs> Our first and last day of business was phenomenal. Um, now, it, there is a difference, though, I think, that when you're looking at things from a financial standpoint, you you, you got to be able to manage cash flow and you got to know 
does our business, you know, ultimately you're in business, you, you got a purpose, right? You got a purpose statement, mission statement. But if making money is not a part of that purpose statement or mission statement, then you're you're destined to for doom. Like you ain't going to make it. No, you can't so you gotta be make sustainable it. without a profit. Yeah, so you can't just go off and be like, oh, man, can I, you know, can I have another, hey, Chad, can I bring this person on the team? You're like, there's not enough revenue for that, right? So that's a, that's a fair question to ask. But I think when you're looking at just a snapshot of based on like, well, what does it look like right now? Sometimes that's it's going to look upside down. Because like maybe you're at a mm-hmm. level and you're like, well, the reason that it may look upside down right now is because we're not trying to manage and stay of status quo where we're at. We're not trying to just build the most efficient lean model for what we're doing now. It's like, no, we're, we're growing to another level. And so in order to do that, you know, you're going to have to make investments and investments in maybe real estate. You know, maybe you got to get a bigger office space than you previously had. Uh, maybe you got new equipment you got to get. And it's the same with your people. You know, for most of us, unless we're like a one-man shop that's just doing, you know, Write some type of software code or something. Like we're going to have to leverage people in our in our business systems and be able to invest in people. So for me, I get a lot out of that. Uh, I think it, I, I don't know the financial analysis of this, but I do know that turnover costs a lot of money. It does. I agree. A lot with of that. time. Yes. And it it costs I think a lot of money, Chad, in that it keeps you from making money faster. If I'm always revolving door policy over my leadership then, man, I can't grow fast enough because I'm always training folks, paying the train mm-hmm. and doing all that. So I'm like, ah, let me look long-term. Let me try to invest in people the best I can, get the right people in place, Not hopefully not let my people burn out what they're doing. They're, of course, they're going to have seasons where things are crazy. But I, that, my, my mentality is that. It's like I got a goal I'm going after, uh, and it's a revenue-based goal. So I know, like, all right, what's the company look like? This is how many people. And so I'm kind of seeing my people and being like, well, I hope for this person. I think their skill set that they can rise within the organization to this next level that doesn't even exist yet. But I'm like looking at, you know, Justin or Kate or Robbie, and I'm like, I'm seeing what, not just what their jobs are, but what their jobs are going to be. So I'm thinking, oh, man, I got to invest in these. Like, I, he's not ready for that position now. So I got to invest in training and development and all that stuff because I believe we're going uh, to where I want to go. So I think, again, there's, you know, the two sides of looking at it. It's like, hey, you're spending money. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm investing in plan to get us to where we're going for the future, which we're going to make a lot more money in that spot. But I know, you know, your angle on it is a little different. It's not that you're not growing your company. You're, you know, you're, the things you're involved in are all growing, but your mentality from the standpoint of probably navigating when to invest and when not to invest is different. So I'd love to hear on your side, man, when it comes to like management and your leadership team and what you do or how do you feel about equipping people to succeed and set them up to grow within the organization? Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I see the two different styles of management and the way we lead and grow two different companies between the tax shelter and the cleaning company. And it's interesting because I think you are a lot faster to invest in leaders, managers, growing, betting on the future, saying, you know what, let's, let's when we find good people, let's bring them on board way sooner than we need them. And that gives us time to build, develop, take some pressure off everybody else, and we will grow into it. That's a really good point because there's been several conversations we've had over the years. Absolutely, where you say, we don't. We can't afford that yet. Yeah, we don't need them right now. Yeah, numbers say we can't afford them. And I'm pushing and saying like, yeah, but if we get them in place, then it, we've had this conversation several times over the course of being partners. I'm like, all right, well, let's say we do it anyway. How long, like, how long uh, yeah, do I we say, have? You got to pick up 10 accounts <laughs> in the next six months. I'm like, all right, if you hire this person, you yeah. got to grow by 10 accounts in six months. Like, like we're going to lose 2000 a month until we write this ship. And 
I don't know that that ever happens in that format in my mind the way I see it, but it's always working out. Like we may grow four accounts in one month and not grow any for three months, or we may grow two a month. So it, it always, I will say it always works. And it. Well, cause we're your line to me. Like we both know it. By the way, excuse my Chick fil A sauce peeling I'm doing here. I'm eating lunch. That's why I'm less hangry when I'm asking these questions. But you lie to me, and I know you lie to me, and you know that I know I do that you're lying, right? So I do buffer the numbers. You're like, hey, we don't have enough money for that. I'm like, well, how long do we have? You're like, we got to grow. We're going to go under by October. We're going to. You're like, we went out of business yesterday. There's a close for business sign. No, is that, I know you're going to tell me we got to raise, we got to increase our revenue by, you know, $10,000 a month. So you know, in the next three months. You. you know, yeah, I'm buffered but the you know that I know that you're lying, and you still tell I me wonder, the numbers. Do you know how much I do it by, or do you think I'm doing it less or more than I'm really doing it? Well, to be honest, so I got all sorts of questions. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's like mystery. It's definitely mystery. If you just believe what I tell you, I think we'd make a lot more money. Oh, you're totally wrong there. All right, so I'm actually right. much more numbers so, focused so, than you uh, than you know. All right, so I grew up in an accounting office. Right, My dad so was like a version of you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Um, all right. So you grew up in a church too. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So here's the interesting thing about the other side. And I think this, maybe it lines up with the type of people working inside of your organization and how that kind of flushes out with different personalities or expectations. But I look at both of our companies and for the most part, the teams we assemble are still together one, two, three, four, five years um, as things have changed and adapted have grown on the tax side and the cleaning company side. But I have a completely different approach. I want to push everybody to like 140% of their capacity. I got people working like crazy. They are on borderline going to quit any day because it's just too much stress and work. And they're making a pile of money and the business is just crushing it percentage-wise to the bottom line. And then I'm like, okay, things are falling apart, so I need to hire somebody. And so it's it's interesting. I feel like you hire way too soon, and I hire way too late. But it seems to work in both companies, our strategy behind what we do, but it is the exact opposite. I mean, I, I push everything to its breaking point of financially, everybody making the most money for themselves and the company before the decision to hire somebody else. And then at that point, I'm, I'm trying to bring on somebody part-time. It's so funny. I'm like, we need some part-time help. The funniest thing to me, I, there's actually lots of funny things. I think I'm happy because I'm eating right now, Chad. There's a, um, <laughs> you set people up. You set people up to make more money than they want to make. You're like, hey, if you work 9,000 hours a week. I got you'll people be a, like two years out of college making what most people make in their mid-40s. And they're they're, they're like crushing it. They're like, I don't want to make this much they money. Got, they got nice houses they never get to spend any time in. They got nice cars they never get to drive. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good they're making all that money because they're going to have to invest it in a counselor in a couple of years. But <laughs> no, you do. You, I mean, you honestly do. And I think it's cool because the right people, they, they do thrive under your leadership when you're bringing people in. Because you set some, you set them up to succeed according to, um, to your model, right? So you really do. Like people have a phenomenal financial opportunity working uh, for for the tax shelter, and a, a better financial opportunity than they have working for the cleaning company, because it's so much production based, and because it's like you're going to work for it, right? And so I think it's funny in a couple of ways. I'm going to share this story. You're, we'll get a kick out of this. One is that one of the reasons that it's worked for both of us, your way has worked for you, and my way has worked for me, is because I have an office in this building. <laughs> 
And so your staff comes up and talks to me, and they can vent. And I'm like, you know, just let them roll with it. They get them off their chest. And I'm like, hey, I understand. I work with Chad, too. You know, so they feel like it's like a – like I'm like – What's that? Switzerland. Like, I'm like neutral to some degree. You know, they're like coming in. It's a, this, this, this town don't have, or country don't have an army. We can it's talk to him. interesting. He's not going to shoot us. There's only one person from the cleaning company that ever comes to talk to me, and that's Justin. Everybody else is like, yeah, he hides around the corner when they see me coming. And he don't like it. You know, he just we make him do it. <laughs> he just has to do he it. He just has to. He's in your just department. Force. So this is something. We're talking about management training I and all this I ask Justin stuff. about every month. Hey, man, you want to make more money? I got an opportunity for you. He, he's like, nah, I'm good. He ain't going. No. You be trying to tell him what to do. I, I don't ever tell him what to do. He's does stuff. He works out. And so, <laughs> he's one of my fortunate hires. My amazing recruiting skills. Got worked in my company, and I was looking for somebody to work full learned, time. I didn't even ask him if he wanted to apply. The more I learn about the cleaning company, the more I wonder how we ever make any money. It's because of me. I'm just telling you. It's just, I'm majestic. It's amazing. So, uh, I don't know. I'm a bunch of people. Let them do what they want. Yeah. That's what it is. And I was looking at him. He's laughing, smiling. He's like, yeah, dude. Such, He's amazing. Such a different model than I'll bring under. And when they don't do like what I want them to do, I'm like super confused. I'm like, I don't understand why you're struggling. They're like, you don't tell me what to do. I'm like, win. You know, like, I shouldn't have to tell you how to win, Chad. I just, if you either win or don't. No. Um, See, in, in, in my office, <laughs> when you bill four grand for the day, you get to go home. <laughs> That's the way it works. That's why that one person looks so terrible. They ain't gone home in seven days. You have, you have you, again, we're different how we do this. So I'm not going out and like investing in outside consultants coming in a lot. I do some, I actually, with Dr. Natasha's po- or episode um, for last week, a lot of the things she's saying to do, I'm like, I didn't do it that way. Yeah. Like, so I've invested myself in coaching. I didn't invest in my team in coaching. But I think also when I'm saying that, I am available for my team. I'm not a good trainer. They can, you know, they're Kate and Justin over there shaking their heads. I feel like I know a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do. And like I know I have the answer I have answers to a lot of the questions to how to make our organization work. I don't remember the questions. Does that make sense? Like I don't I know the answers. If they ask me, I'd help. That's why I'm that's probably why I'm like, if you need some help, ask me. Because I'm like, I know who the don't answers know are. Tell, yeah. I don't know the freaking questions. No, man, that's why I mean I go to Chick-fil-A, they're like, what do you want? I'm like the same thing I got the last fifty seven times I was here this year. You know, just whatever. It's number one, I think. Um, no, in all seriousness, that's true for me, and and it's because like I don't lead the executing style. So, and I, I prefer more of the free spirit approach. I'm like, hey, you know what? Here's what I want you to do: work for it, work toward it, and then ask me for support, and I'll support you because I can help you out in that realm. And that's probably really good for certain people. It's probably good for Justin. It's probably even good for Kate. It's really good for Robbie. And it's not good for some other staff, probably. Right? That's so some of the 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 leadership failures we've had on our team were probably because I didn't give them enough of a guy. Like, this is what you need to do. I'm like, just go in. Ask me for questions. You know, I'll help you out. They're like, you're not approachable. And Chad, I know that you're that struggle to believe this. There's actually some people out there that don't like me. <laughs> I find it hard to believe. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to ask you anything. I don't want to talk to you. But hey, your- and you're to find this even harder to believe. There's some people out there that don't like you. Oh, there's a lot of people out there. I don't know. Like it's me, amazing how many. I, say, I take that back. Now hold on. Everybody out there, I feel like likes me. Very few people out there would be willing to work for me. That's uh, a whole uh, uh, different. It's scenario. actually it's a totally different level. Everybody, lots of people out there like you. Very few people out there know you. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> challenge is. You guys know you. They're like, he's not. He's not what I thought he was. I'm just kidding. Your team likes you. Surprisingly, uh, tremendous. Hey, your team's got tremendous respect for you. They do. They really. But do. they have respect for him because they respect the grind of working all the time or or I don't 
put them in a position to do anything that I'm not doing. But at the end of the day, it's just a whole totally different model than honestly what's sustainable or for us to grow what we need to be doing. But I'm also not willing to just like on blind faith, go hire three people and be like, do what you want. It'll all work out. We're going to make a pile of money and grow an awesome company. Woo! This is going to say so much about both of us, right? <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong here. You don't really want personally to invest your personal time into helping your team grow and develop, but you don't really want to sit down and train folks. True or false? No, I just want to do work and yeah, yeah, perform yeah. for clients. So you kind of want to do the same thing. You want to hire some folks to like say, okay, hey, do your job. But you don't want to get in there and spend time with them and build this great relationship and find out stuff about them and teach. You're like, no, nah, I'm gonna hire you to do that job. Go do the job. And you want to like, you're a nice yeah. guy. You're fun. Like you're, you know, you're smiling and happy around the office, but you're not trying to invest all your time in coaching or training folks no. on, on the level of like everyday no, work. Not, no, 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 not at all. All right. And that so, doesn't appeal to me at all. But it appeals to me more to do the piece of like the development. I just don't, I'm not as intentional on the front end of like leading them through the development process. I'm like, no, nah, mm-hmm. you can reach out to me anytime. I'm probably more available to my team than you are to yours just because you're so busy like doing stuff. And I just don't really like doing stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm like, are you like, are you, am I bothering you? I'm like, no, literally I was doing nothing at all. So again, this is going to say a lot about both of us. Last year, you're like, dude, I need your help with my team. Like, <laughs> this is a great story. We have not talked about this. Talked about this. Ah, I'm so intrigued about talking about this. You're like, <laughs> yes, I need your help. Hey man, I need your help. I think like you can really solve some, some, like some problems for us and I need you to invest in the team. I want to hire you as a consultant. You hire me, yeah. To meet with my team, invest in my team, help me, help them figure some yeah. stuff out. Like you're good with people. Like, come on, I'll pay you so much a month. It'll get me out of the office, yeah. out of dealing with stuff more. I'll be able to work more with the cleaning company. It was going to be just this going to be awesome. Oh, Amazing. it was like the answer to uh, everything. Talked about it, drew it up. I was like, yeah, man, I'll do that. That sounds good. Chaz, all right. So I'll just I'll pay you to deal with my people. That's exactly right. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And we just, like, I never even started. No. <laughs> 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 I'd ask about it like every three yeah, weeks. We didn't start, I was like, I'd ah. send an email and get it north. But if your people would have set appointments, we might have helped all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would have been great. You probably would be twice as rich right now if, if they would have taken action. It's their fault, man. They chose not to win. You don't have a bunch of winners down there. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's important. You got to make sure you hire, like, a good coach that, like, starts. Start. Always so good. I, and I couldn't understand. I'm like, man, I'm dangling all this money in front of Josh. Like, why no, is he not I, doing you know, it? The funny thing, in all seriousness. But it's interesting. That's not what motivates you. That's well, what motivates my people down there. Yeah. They, you're not motivated. And – it's interesting. I, I don't know. You, you are. You're right. Your interest in your role in business is completely different than mine. It is, and I don't know how to motivate you, or you, or your side of things, and maybe vice versa. You don't really know how to motivate me because we're so different in our approach yeah. of like management of what we do and how we build stuff. In my defense, that wasn't me being lazy as much as it was that our, our the, the cleaning business oh, yeah, grew blew up twenty five percent in a month, and it was just like the, the idea. It's this would go to different. This would be where I think sometimes with your team there's a struggle a little <laughs> bit. Is that you? You know, you're always raising the like, hey, if you do more, you earn more, and looking at the capacity like of like being redlined on that all the time, like you know, operating at capacity, and most people don't. And so for me in that situation, like I knew I'm like, I don't have the capacity for it, and so I just can't do it. And that would be. I knew the price, the, the price to pay for the time to invest would like I couldn't I couldn't execute 
at a high level there and execute all the other stuff that is important to me. So it is, it is kind of funny. I like to mention it because it just it seemed funny to me in the moment. <laughs> but I think, you know, there is a struggle, man, I have personally when it comes to bringing on my team is that I don't give – if I make a good hire, like, I just get lucky, which I have. And I think some of these people probably work for me because they're like, he seems like a pretty decent dude, and we just want to help him. Um, I feel like that's the case with 9 out of 10. But, no, I, I don't do a great job with the – the messy middle. So I'm good at that first part you were talking about earlier. Like I can see the vision for, you know, Chad, we got to bring Justin on. Um, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Here's his skill set. Here's where I believe he can make his way better. So you know, I think Kate, she's, I, here's what I see. I think this is going to be right. I think she can make his way better. And those two hires have worked out tremendously, but they've worked out largely because we just hired winners. We hired good people. It wasn't because like I did anything on the development side. There was like the, maybe the giftedness in me was recognizing their unique talents and abilities. And be like, oh, I think that based on how they're wired, I bet they'd crush it here in these capacities. That one out, but so I can take credit for maybe spotting some of the talent, but I can take no credit for anything for their onboarding. We're just lucky they're still here. Like they just they ran the gauntlet of not knowing if they're doing a good job and maybe not knowing. Like I think both of them somewhat invented their own jobs. I'm like, hey, do this, go in that direction. I know I've told everybody that works for me probably like, hey, the reason I'm hiring you to do this is because I suck at it. I can show you how I do it if you want to suck at it, right? Or you're gonna, or I can say, this is the objective, this is what we need to fix, and you can lean into it. So I'm not, I don't think that's the model for success, but it has been But for it me. has, it works. Yeah. And so in your mind, is there ever any doubt or lack of confidence of like, I'm hiring all these leaders or people without any real job position or ways to really – capitalize on this from a revenue standpoint but it's all just going to work out is that do you ever like stop and be like wait a minute is do i do i question this or is there a lack of confidence of this working or is it just hey i've done this enough where i know this feels right and that's what i'm going with because you go off you do you go off feeling and you go off yeah. people i go off all right i can hire this person for 60 grand i can have them build them 20 a month by July, that's going to be nine clients. I got three now. I got to pick up six more. Like it's all black and white numbers based decisions for me. And I know the outcome and the strategy before they ever come on board. And for you, it's up here in the butterflies and rainbows. Yeah, I definitely lead with gut. You know, like what my instinct tells me to do. But no, yeah. So do I struggle with it? Yeah. I, I think for me, man, this is, this is actually like a current like challenge I'm dealing with and I'm trying to overcome that's like more of like a inner Josh Melton type thing I'm like hey I got to get better at this and I might have mentioned the last episode I can't remember but it is that because I have placed some people in positions they weren't ready for in the past Mm -hmm. or maybe I placed them in a position that they were capable of but I didn't do what I needed to do to to prepare them for it Mm -hmm. where they failed and the company still won in the end with it so it wasn't like it set the company back but I, I I take I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that my te- my people win, and which is why I'm willing to invest in them because I'm like I want them to win. Like I feel like if they don't win, I failed. Okay. And so just the other day, man, I was talking to Kim and I said I don't remember exactly the way this the words came out, but it was almost like an epiphany. And it's like you know my success as a leader isn't defined by the failures of my followers unless. All of my followers are failures, right? It's like if everybody I put into a place, like if everybody like fails, it's like no, the consistent theme is failure. Then that's all me. 
But if like, well, no, if people are, if I'm putting people in positions and they're winning and, and sometimes they fail, that's not necessarily on me. Right. And, but what I found, Chad, is that I would hold myself back. I'm like, I don't know how, cause I'm like, I don't know if they're going to win or not. What the, the epiphany was that you're, you don't know. And it's not all you. Like, it's not that they won because you set them upright. Sometimes they lose because they, they, they didn't do what they needed to do. But I've so often held myself back from bringing somebody onto the team because I was so concerned they might not win and what that might look like for them, right? And it's like, man, what if they leave a job and they come and work for us and then I got to fire them? And what if it's because I didn't do what I needed to do? And it's like, well, okay. I was just looking so at the question. The question is not money wise, is it going to work out? It yeah. is around people. It's getting us back to the people how for you. People. Is, mm-hmm. is, the, is it going to work out for the person? Yeah. Is this going to be a worse situation for them? Than they're currently if you're asking me, yeah. which do you choose, profit or people? I'm saying people every yeah. time. Because I'm like, because the profit for me isn't worth it if I feel like I screwed somebody over to get it. Yeah. Like, I can't sleep at night like that. And I'm like that too, but it's on it's somewhat on the other side of like, I need to help this person make more money than they were making before. Yes. It's so. And you feel like, you you feel like, I, no, I gave them what they needed to win. And either they won or they didn't win. They didn't win. Yeah. So but, I would look at it and say, but, ah, I don't know if I gave them what they needed to win or not. And that would hold me back. But you don't get held back with that piece. So maybe... You know, so, you have hiring issues, and I have hiring issues, but they're just different issues. Yeah, and I have when people when people make it more than three months here uh, with me, they they stay five years, ten years, fifteen yeah. years. But now I have a lot of people that don't make it three months because if I see they're on a track not to make it to be more successfully financially for them and for us as a company, really quick, I put pressure on really fast. Yes, like I. I'm not okay winning a little bit. I need to win on paper to the exact level we said we were going to win. And so that's where that pressure comes in on my side where in three months they're gone if they can't handle that pressure. So the cool thing with you on that is because you believe that you've given them what they've needed to succeed, right? So you're like, if they're not doing it, it's because they're not doing it. Yeah. It's their fault. And see, I, sometimes I struggle with that piece of it. I'm like, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've done enough. And so even sometimes, like, oh, well, I'll be able to do enough for this person. So I, I put more of the weight on me. You're putting more of the weight on the system, and both of us screw it up, right? So there's sometimes you bring yeah, somebody sure. in, you brought in the wrong person. You're like, no, they're not doing, what they need, they're not doing what they need to do. And it's like, no, really, you didn't develop that person, or you hired, or you hired the wrong person. While the same thing for me, I'm like, no, I'm bringing in the right person. They have been equipped well enough, and they fail for whatever reason of their choosing, and I'm like trying to take it on me. So you're like you're more willing to take it on, like make it on them. I'm more willing to take it on me. And for both of us, there's different failure points there, right? So when it comes to growing the team, though, I have to work so much on myself personally as a leader. And this isn't necessarily like necessarily investing in coaches. Like my my track record is that I do this, but I know I got to be the best leader I can be because when I feel confident in my ability to lead, then I make good decisions. When I don't feel great about myself, I hesitate on my decision making. And so maybe you were talking about leading with gut. I'm like. I pause or hesitate with, with hiring people sometimes because I just maybe I don't feel great about me in that moment. And so I'm hedging the bets. If Josh Melton feels good about Josh Melton, I'm like, I can hire that person and we can win with them. So the numbers you and I might talk about, I'm like, tell me what the numbers are, Chad. And you tell me what the numbers are. And I'm like, like, what? okay, like we're going to crush that. But <laughs> same person three months later, if I feel differently about me, it'll be a- I'm like, Ugh. so I got to do so much. And I, and I think for the listener, I mean, this is, gosh, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not focused on your own personal health and well-being, how you feel physically, how you feel spiritually, how you feel emotionally, and we're talking about bringing in leaders. We're talking about bringing in, you know, again, the, the customer yes. managers. We're talking about building your team. Like, all right, I got to level up. So the in order layers. for me to level up, I got to yes. build a level, a level of leaders underneath me. Well, man, 
you better, you better be a daggum good leader or hire one because mm-hmm. good leaders ain't going to follow somebody who sucks. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to be dialed in. I got to be always getting better, getting better, getting better, getting better. And I, and so the 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 humble brags that I'll, that I'll say is like, I think I've attracted some high caliber leaders to my team. Absolutely, right. And I was all like, because right. I think that I've busted my butt to try to get better, and they, and they can all they they'll tell you too. I'll tell them my flaws. I'm like, I ain't, you know, I was like, I'm flossome, y'all. Like I got tons of them. Like you know, you're amazed by how many flaws I have. But it gives them an opportunity to rise up and win. I'm like, look, I'm not good at what your job would be. I have to hold you accountable to execute high level, and I couldn't do it. You know, you should be equipped to do it, and let's roll. But I don't know. I, I think that you know, if you if you want to build a great organization, you either got to be a genius in your product, or you got to be leveling up as a leader. Because you know, if, if you suck as a leader, you're good. You're good. Your good leaders ain't going to stay. They're gone. They need you to lead. So that you're the you're the ceiling for them. If the next, they got to get to the next level, you got to grow the organization to get there mm-hmm. to build it with them. It's interesting. We both seem to navigate towards growing people in the areas that are attractive or that where we succeed, like I'm good at growing performers. I can grow performance and billing and consistency, and I can help people max out their potential on performance. You're good at growing people into leaders and managers and taking somebody in a lot of cases that have zero experience and making them into a – it's like a kid coming from high school into a college program and, and developing them into an NFL recruit. Like you're you're really good at doing that from the management side and people side of I don't have all the answers and I don't even know what your job's going to be, but I'm going to teach you to be a leader and a manager and be able to use those skills to invest in other people and we're all going to keep doing this together and that's going to grow the company and so I, fi- I find it interesting that we both of us navigate towards teaching what we like or what we know necessarily more than doing it in some business structure or some business system. And I, it, I guess that goes for most entrepreneurs out there. There's no necessarily right way or exact blueprint of how you should grow your management team or your layers there's a bunch of different ways and there's going to be some success and failure in every way you do it. And that can be complete opposites like you and I, I mean, we're business partners in businesses somewhat in the same building doing things completely different ways. Yeah. And it works. And I don't want to change to your way and you don't want to change to my way. And we, that's where we lean on each other to probably that same thing as, as we do with our team. Hey, I'm not going to come to you and say, Hey, Josh, you're doing this wrong. But if you ask me a question in kind of my lane, then I'll tell you my opinion yeah. or I guide you there. <laughs> Maybe with some some a little bit of a fluff and manipulate those numbers <laughs> to what I think you need to hear. You're always giving the honest truth <laughs> dishonestly. <laughs> it's for your own benefit. I'm lying to you for your own I benefit. I know. I know. That's why I'll, I'll allow it. I'll just play along. Yeah. You know. So uh, as we go through and, and go back and we're listening to the episode with Natasha – and we're looking at the different things we can learn from her and things in her experience of corporate America and the entrepreneur and all the different mid-level management uh, experience she has along the way. And what we're doing on our side, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And it, a lot of it just comes down to figuring out how to build that mid-level management process mm-hmm. into your business. because. No matter how we go about it, we all agree you have to have that to grow. Yeah, 
you can't be a single dictator manager and grow some massively huge company. You're going to kill yourself in the process or it's just not going to work. You've got to continue to build those different layers of yeah. management. You can grow to a certain level, right? Yeah. And, and at a certain it. point, your capacity is yeah. filled. All right. So this actually just the other day, yesterday, day before, I can't remember, uh, Total Life Freedom Community, Vincent Buglisi. So Vincent's asked me to lead a call there with Melinda Walker, with Lena Melinda. She's uh-huh. been a podcast guest. What are our first episodes? Me and Melinda lead a call for a Total Life Freedom Community that's about um, building a team. When she's built a team. She's got you know tons of people that are working in her organization. And the same for us, you know. And there's a lot of people in the organization. They're they're, they're entrepreneurs. They're solopreneurs. They're people building businesses. Sometimes some of them are building on the you know building a side gig. They're they're doing real estate investing. It's just a whole community of people that are trying to build their lifestyle and they want to build their business to supplement their lifestyle, not, not build their lifestyle to supplement their business. Right. Great community. So this team building call, one of the things we're talking about is because when, you, when you're building a team, all you're really talking about is hiring, right? Like this training your managers, building them up is like, well, all right, what are the important things and what should guide your decision-making? And my like foundational belief is specifically to the leader or the founder of the company is, well, what's your vision for your company? Because like if you're just looking at like what the six, what the next six months looks like, like that's not the vision for your company. Like where are you going ultimately? Because that's what's gonna define how much you're gonna do for your like. Are you just gonna be the one guy sitting on top of the little pyramid and this is that the capacity, or do you have something a bigger dream or goal than that? So if you have a bigger bigger dream or goal, you're like, well, I gotta have more people. So, all right, well then define what they need to look like. The first thing is the vision for the company. Why am I building this thing? Why do I do like, why do you run the tax shelter? Why don't we run the cleaning company? Like, what are we trying to get out of it? It's not to freaking run an accounting service or run a, <laughs> I don't really get that fired up about making sure toilets are clean. It's like, no, it's a means to an end, right? So what's the vision for that business? What are you trying to get it to do for you? And then, all right, well, if building the business is the medium for getting what you want out of life, what do you want the people in that business to look like? And so for me, man, one of the big things is the core values. I'm like, well, this is this kind of person. If I got to if I got to spend a bunch of time with a bunch of folk, what do they need to look like? And I don't mean like yeah. do they got to have great hair, you know. I mean like, no. Nah, what is their value system? How do they communicate? Do I well, I get along with them? And so I'm looking at that. What are the core values? What does the right person look like to work for Athens Cleaning Company? And that's what I'm always on the lookout for. So I'm like, constantly, seriously, constantly. This is why I end up bringing people on. You're like, dude, why are we hiring somebody? I'm like, because I found the right team member fit. Like, this person is a cultural fit for our organization. But we don't need them. You're like, we don't need them. I'm like, but we will. And if I can get them, I'll figure it out. You know, and then it turns into like, well, how much revenue do we need to grow by in order to justify hiring this person? Because they're the right person. And if I can get them, I'm going to get them. And so it's like, all right, well, here's what it is. Like, all right, we'll go, we'll go get it. So it's that right person and defining that. So for us, we're like seven core values. Character, I got to trust them. Care, I got to believe like they give a crap about what we're doing. I'm just here for a paycheck. Like, well, you ain't here for a paycheck. You can go somewhere else with a paycheck, right? They got to be able to communicate effectively. I don't like talking to somebody and I don't know I don't know what they're trying to tell me. It just bothers me. I'm like, just spit it out. What are we, what are we dealing with here? I don't have time. You know, like we got to learn. We got to learn. Uh, maybe, I, maybe we're more similar than I think. <laughs> I just, I, I hide it better. I hide this part better just like you hide the old money crap we were talking about a minute ago. They got to have uh, a, a willingness, I say safety, but what I mean by that is like they got to make sure the environment's safe. We feel we feel comfortable in the environment. Um, they got a heart to serve others. If you're selfish, egotistical, narcissist, like, go be somewhere, go do it elsewhere. Like you got to have a heart to serve here. And then they got to be professional. I'm not like I just I like knowing what's what. I don't try to define like hey, this is how you got to operate as a professional. I just hope they already know that. So I'm looking for professionals and the proficient. Chad, I'm gonna tell you this is where I'm gonna speak your language right here, dude. I don't know how to deal with folks. If when 
if they think everything could be done way later. And it's like, if I talk to you about Monday and we say, all right, well, next week we'll start, I'm like, well, what? Well, why are we waiting until next week? <laughs> start the day. The day's Monday. Hi, well, we should, yes. You know, so I, I think that piece of it, but it's the proficient, right? It's like, I need to have people that, again, you're, you're super capacity going to go, go, go. And I'm like, no, I just need people who can get, thing, get the right things done and then know how to prioritize the most important things. So I got to come back to them six months later and be like, where was that? It's like, if it's a fire, recognize it's a fire and put it out. And if it's super important, recognize it's super important and execute it. Be proficient. So if people can follow the seven core values for me, I'm like, oh, I'm looking for that. And uh, I'm like, all right, I found one. I want to bring them on the team and I figure out the right seat. So I'm like, stopping the bus. We're opening the door. I'm like, you, on. They're like, where do I sit? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember where this bus is going. I'm like, come on. congratulations. I'm the seat creator. I'm going to create a seat for you. But right now, you just have to stand in the aisle and like try to make something happen. Uh, here, you know, open the door. <laughs> open and shut the door. But I'm constantly looking for that and then trying to figure out, again, how to, how to grow a team of those people who fit that similar core values. And again, I use the example of Chick-fil-A and Starbucks. I'm like, man, they're both at the top of their game. They're both super successful organizations. Culturally, they're totally different. Yeah, You can see them in a lineup. You're like, oh, that guy works for Starbucks, and that one's for Chick-fil-A. Like, you just look at them and tell almost. Very different cultures. They're they're awesome, both of them. They're both work, top yeah. of the game, right? So that's kind of some of my uh, looking for the team, trying to grow it, uh, strategies and philosophies. And again, it's worked, right? Yeah, it's Not worked. Not to say it could work better, it's, but it's worked. Oh, it's worked tremendously. Oh, and it's, all right. Montel Jordan, you know that name? I do. What could you have any recollection of what that name is? That this is how we do. Yeah, it. all right. This is how we. Do. Yes, that's Montel Jordan. That's what everybody would know Montel Jordan for. And I like it when he says, "This is how we do it." But anytime anybody else tells me like, "This is how we do it," as if there's only one pathway to success, <laughs> I'm like, "You ain't Montel. You Your name is not Montel. That is not how we do it. I do it differently." But now I think I'm saying that is that Chick-fil-A and Starbucks, they do it different, right? So there's not one like, you got to do it this way. This is the only path to success. It's like, no, nah, God made us different. We have different strengths and abilities. We have different perspectives, different worldviews. And yours can be totally different than mine, and you can still succeed at a high level. And you may do it differently. So I might make it, this is how we do it. You may be like, that's great. That's not how I'm going to do it. And we can both win. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what I hope our audience is able to determine through our guests and through things we talk about is – there is guides and there is a lot of people doing things different ways. There's going to be successes and failures in every way you go about doing something. But just because somebody does something one way or leads in one way or goes their company to a level of success, doesn't mean that's, that has to be the, your way. And I, through our interviews and guests and sharing our journey and our struggles and our successes as we do things, we hope there's pieces in all of this that you're able to pull out of and apply to what you do to make you stronger, faster, and help you achieve higher levels of success. And we all do it together, but in our own ways that works for us and our teams and know and recognize you don't have to be Starbucks. You don't have to be Chick-fil-A. You don't have to be Josh. You don't have to be Chad. You do it in your own way. And some things are going to work, some are not, but you've got to stay after it and you've got to continue to figure out how to do it and build those middle-level level management positions and grow, whether it's internal, external coaching, no coaching, push everybody to the brink of explosion, or hire a bunch of people and have no freaking idea what they want to do. <laughs> That's my style. That's all part of it. Uh, so hope you enjoyed today's episode as we continue to share more as we're trying to grow and scale companies with you. Hey, and hey, if we've helped you get stronger, Stronger Business Podcast, I mean, hopefully. Gosh, if you didn't get stronger from listening to us talk, I don't know if there's any hope for you. So this is how we do it. 
This is happening. <laughs> hey, if we've helped you get stronger, hey, help this podcast get stronger. Leave us a review. Hopefully five stars. That's the strongest I think you can get on most of the platforms. A stronger review. Leave us a review. Uh, go to Stronger Business. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we probably may take your note. Yeah, if you've got questions, if you've got things you're struggling with, shoot us a message. Reach out. DM us. We'll love to, to talk about and share our stories around some of those things that we've experienced. And also ask our guests or find guests that's able to answer those questions. I uh, would love to all communicate together and solving each other's problems and we'll be coming at you next week with another guest and another episode so uh talk to you soon if you enjoyed this episode of the stronger business podcast then leave us a review and share it with a friend you can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on instagram or facebook at stronger business we look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022